Hey, lady. Hey, happy Friday. Happy Friday. The recorder is on. Good time. I was just looking at my um, <laughs> my running calendar. I'm so ready to be done with this thing. It just tells me that you can be super duper messy and still be goal oriented and accountability driven and disciplined and accomplished huge stuff. My God, Liz, a marathon. Well, you know what I've been contemplating this last week um, when I, I had to run eight yesterday and it's my that was my last like longer run is that I really don't have a body that's designed for marathons. I really have a body that's designed for eating grapes on a chase lounge. And, um, and yet I do know how to suffer. I'm like really good at physical suffering. Torture. So that's why I can do a marathon. But this go. will be my last one. This will definitely be my last marathon. Oh, never say never. No, I'm probably gonna do a half. I'm gonna try to get my son to do a half with me. Yeah, because yeah. he wants to do a half. He might not let me arrive with him, but um, you know, we can take separate cars. He can take an Uber or whatever. <laughs> um, Being part of the same race sometimes is what counts. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Um, yeah. So. So what are we talking about? Well, I know we talked about some articles this week, but I'm thinking of switching gears, okay. a little risky. If it doesn't work, we don't have to ever show this. I'll follow you wherever you go. I'm thinking about, you know, from the work perspective, all of these people at work who are feeling stuck and I'm wondering, even though it might be very hard right now and they might in some ways actually be stuck. Um, how can we help them with their mindset to focus on the possibilities or the positive pieces of their current work? Um, and some might say there isn't anything good and I just have to believe there's gotta be something. There's gotta be, you know, a shred of something. So, you know, I thought, why don't we talk about what ifs today? You know, what if there were some component of daily work that that brings us joy? I've been talking about that a lot at my work. Um, and I talked about it even before we were living through an endless pandemic. Um, we talked about uh, cultivating personal resilience and how we do that. Um, but I, as you said, I think that's harder and harder for people to do, especially now when we're in like stage nine or whatever, I just made that up, um, because people are dealing with so many pressures, not, I mean, work is just one of them, right? And, um, paying the bills is another, um, like showing up for work, also paying your bills, also, um, contending with um, illness, 
because right anytime anybody gets anything it's immediately like oh is it covid right and there's such an underlying stress to that for people whether you're vaccinated or not um and for people with children getting childcare, getting your kid to and from school like there are so many pressures and so then how do you come to work and feel anything other than oh my god like i'm just enduring this and I don't know. I mean, I don't have all the answers, but what I've been suggesting and trying to do with with the people that I have relationships with um, on the leadership level is is trying to treat our team members like they're humans and not like they're a cog. Um, right. So using questioning the language we use. As I'm in healthcare, a lot of times our default is to use the word staff mm. and it's it's a it's a word that's just very indoctrinated in the system and i don't think that it's an intentionally um hierarchical word but it manifests in a way that perpetuates a hierarchy right like you've got your providers and you've got your staff now if i'm referred to as staff or if i even think of myself as staff that causes me to not to feel less valued and therefore it's reciprocal i'm going to value my work at a lower level because yeah. i'm just staff i'm just staff. just a commodity right can be replaced. right right and so then that becomes a chicken or the egg thing right yeah. so do people feel dispensable first and like their work doesn't really matter or and then that causes their leadership team to see them that way or does the leadership team create that environment where somebody can either feel connected and feel engaged and feel valued mm -hmm. or they can feel commodified and dispensable so anyway that i've been thinking about that a lot i've also been trying to turn on its head this concept of professionalism because i think that people do better when they can bring their personality to work and so what does it mean to be professional? I've been trying to just myself rethink it, rethink it a little bit um, and help our supervisors rethink it a little bit. Um, now, of course, there are extremes. You can't, this is actually a recent example. You can't show up to work and be a receptionist and literally open a bag of Doritos into the phone when you're answering the phone, right? But we could be allowed to express ourselves a little bit more in our dress, mm -hmm. right? We could be allowed to make sure that our brakes are protected so that we can go and do whatever we want to do. In my case, color in a swear word coloring book. Right. Damn it. <laughs> and I've actually started offering to my coworkers, as long as they give me a, a verbal release, um, a verbal release of liability, but I will color for them. A, picture of a forest animal that has the f word at the bottom <laughs> so because it makes people laugh right it makes people laugh so shared humanity shared vulnerability um trying to create a culture where we don't have to pretend that we're perfect and we don't have to pretend that we're unflappable right right um so yeah, there, there's a real tension there right now. Um, 
because people are having a hard time putting their crazy in their purses and going to work for all kinds of reasons. (laughs) (laughs) Putting their crazy in their purses and going to work. (laughs) That's how I've thought about it, what I've been doing for the last couple of years. You make fun of my sayings. Wow. Where does that one come from? (laughs) I think I made it up like two years ago. I don't know. I don't know where these things come from, but it's the idea that like, I don't have to wake up in the morning and go, yes, I'm so excited to work today, right? I can be ambivalent. I can be frizzy haired if that's what happens, Right. but I just, I need to try to keep moving forward. Yeah. Regardless of my state. Mm-hmm. So what if it. your workplace really was that open and authentic? You'd have less turnover. You think? Mm -hmm. You'd have to relax your norms a little bit. You'd also probably have to prepare your customers, Mm -hmm. right? You'd have to prepare your customers that we allow people to show up outside mainstream white norms not just white mainstream professional behavior yeah i said white norms because in in powerful corporations then the norms are typically set by the people in power who are typically white but um yeah that's that that's what would happen i think people would would feel like they didn't have to fit a mold. I also think that we're in this time of reckoning where we have to create more flexibility. And I can, my workplace is not there yet. I think many aren't, but the market's going to force us to. So let's really think international. Um, You know, it's, it's all companies everywhere. And again, it's not just white everywhere in the world companies are grappling with this and their long-standing mm-hmm. traditions and their long-standing how to show up and what to wear and what's appropriate and what's not and you know this pandemic is international worldwide it's affecting cultures and companies across the board making people question what they're comfortable with and what they're not so what's the worst that can happen if things loosen up a little what are people scared of? Oh my God, we'll never get them back. I think that the fear is that the quality of our product, whatever the product is, and in my case, it's care delivery, that the, pro- the product will suffer because we're not, you know, we're sort of relaxing our standards. Um, I think that the fear is also that um, will pay too much in administration right and and not have that have the profit margin shrink even more which is already pressurized because of a pandemic but what i think i think that's short-sighted thinking um because what's happening at least in my area of the working world is that we're turning over so many people and we're paying so much in recruiting fees 
in um, training. We've beefed up our training process a lot. And, and then people are leaving. Um, so we're already kind of bleeding a lot of money. And so I think it's the difference between a long path way of thinking. So investing more, making more flexible opportunities for job shares and get different shifts, um, better pay. Mm -hmm. and so back, then, back to your point about there's fear that if we relax, then the work won't be done as well. What does competence of the work have to do with how we look or show up? Or is that just an impression? Is it a perception? I think it's a perception to a point. Um, again, you know, thinking about my sector, it's if I walk in the door with my three-year-old and the person that greets me is, you know, really casually dressed, kind of looks sloppy, frumpy, am I going to have confidence in the care that my child's going to receive? Right. I think that's the fear um, is that we'll, we'll lose patients and their families because we're not like presenting that um, professional image. And the flip side of that is, I think looking at our surveys and such, we are losing some, some people because our receptionists are grumpy and tired and like impatient and are, um, and so are some of our families you know, that are coming. It's like, everyone's just stressed to the max. And so I think of it as like, oh, how can we just collectively kind of take the temperature down a little bit? Um, I have to, yeah. I have to think more about that because I am the person who kind of responds when we're having issues with somebody's customer service. You know, it gets brought to me. And then I, I get to say, I think that is inappropriate or I don't think that's inappropriate or that's, that's reasonable or that's unreasonable, yeah. right? And then, and what's, what, it's so gray and mushy and, you know, yeah. who I choose to show up and be and how I express it is so subjective. Right. Who's the judge yep. at the workplace? Yep. So I don't know I, how I survived in that scenario, in that uh, situation we find ourselves in. Um, I make inroads where I can. So this week I talked about, hey, like instead of referring to people in a meeting as staff, let's call ourselves a team. Let's refer to the organization as a community not a family, right? You know, people like to call work but a community. So we just changed our, what was called all staff is now the community meeting. Nice. So little things like that. And then we have a recognition program and it, but it's not, you don't have to be employee of the month to get recognized. It's like rec radically recognized small things. 
Nice. All the time. Radically recognize small things all the time. Mm -hmm. Nice. That's cool. It's the best I can come up with. And then I just get my coloring book out again. <laughs> <laughs> well, what if you tell the customers up front, this is what we're doing? Rather than people showing up and being surprised and caught off guard and going, mm, this is a little weird. Um, yeah, I like that idea. I need to sit with it a little bit more because I'm not, I've seen that. You know what I love is um, signs at some restaurants is like, everyone is short staffed, short staffed. Please be kind to the people who showed up today. Mm -hmm. Right? Like it's just on, on the front end saying, let's bring some grace mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I think those kinds of that. messages or those kinds of things ahead of time you know at least you're providing some sort of level set here's what you can expect and if you don't like it if you want to go down the road to the place where they're coiffed and pretend to be perfect go right ahead <laughs> But we're going to put our energy into doing the very best that we can for you. Mm -hmm. And that might mean that we show up as we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is this conversation has actually really been helpful for me because I, I have a couple conversations I'm walking into um, early next week that I'm going to try to bring um, a refreshed lens and a little bit more empathy to what might be going on for that person that didn't show up the way that we wanted them to show up. Mm -hmm. So thank you. Yeah, good. We're moving forward. Yes, moving forward. Uh, 26 miles to be exact next weekend. It's next weekend. You got this. So we yeah. want pictures and we want video and we're going to definitely talk about that in an episode. Sounds good. Okay. All right.